When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. We're back. It's the four of us, me, James, Lee and Jordan. The, to be honest with you, I didn't, I haven't put you guys in order. Do you, do you guys want to I was going to say. The system's James, all over the place. I see James yeah. looking around like, what's going on here? Ah, I'll switch you up back around. I thought I'd change up go. today, but yeah. It's, it's, yeah, people are looking at it like, what's going on? Ah, right, Jordan's back in the top right corner. People might have thought he's demoted to the bottom row. <laughs> <laughs> people might be hoping he might be moved About to the first time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. We are back. Me, Jordan, Lee and James. And it's another one of those ones where... Well, it's coming off the back of a loss, um, not necessarily a draw after that Southampton game. Our second loss of the season after the Man United game a few weeks or over a month ago now. We've just lost to PSV. Luckily, we're top of the Europa League group and luckily we should still be able to get the job done. But some causes for concern, um, not just off of that result and performance, but I think off the back <coughs> of the last 24 where... I predicted the loss in the PSV game because I could see it coming potentially. Um I get no pleasure in saying that. Obviously, I get a point on the prediction table board, but I would have loved nothing more than to just get the job done and move into Nottingham Forest with another win. Don't know what's happened to James, but we'll leave him there. Best he's looked look for a long while, that is. I can't like him like that. <laughs> Stay like that, James. Lee, um, we're going to start off with comments of the day because I'm weary of the conversation we're going to move into and then all of a sudden stopping it just to bring in some uh, some of the comments, which kind of, you know, lift up the mood. It might not be the best um, time to bring it in after the conversation. So, Garnley, what you got for us? I, I'm, I'm going to struggle with the name. It's uh, Kali Alai. I think something, something like that. So, if I got that wrong, I'm, I apologise. Lee, Turkish and James. Love you guys. <laughs> we love you too. It's so, um, Thank you very much. Right, you know? It's so wonderfully passive aggressive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even passive. It's, yeah. it's very direct. To be continued. Yeah. We'll find out what he thinks of Jordan next week. That's that's the next comment of the day. Can I just say to got, before he must have got the uh sidetracked before he, he and, and forgot to he forgot my name, that's what it was. He yeah, forgot, yeah, I just yeah. forgot yeah. Well, well, he it. shall not name, you know what I mean? One of those <laughs> things, you know, <laughs> Can I just quickly say Turkish that it's been yeah. flagged to me once again that I fall into bad habits? I got many messages on the last show of people saying I am interrupting people again, that I think I'm always right, that I what one person suggested I think I'm smarter than I am and I need to just stop talking. For someone that talks a lot, I don't say a lot. And someone even dared to suggest that I was bullying Lee 
and I coaxed him into saying something he didn't say. He didn't say there's a conspiracy theory. He didn't say that all referees are against Arsenal and I should let him talk. And how dare I challenge, interrupt the judge? So I'd like to say to the three of you, in particular to you, Lee, if I made, if I made out that you said something you didn't say, I'd like to apologise. James and Turkish, if I fall into my bad ways of interrupting, cutting you off, talking over you, also, I offer my sincere apologies. I will endeavour to ensure that in future shows, I no longer do that. That will begin with today's show. <laughs> I have lasted about five minutes. You <laughs> <laughs> can't yeah. help yourself. Put the Go timers on. on, people. Put the timers on. Let's see what, <laughs> what minute Jordan interrupts someone. Now. It's all good. Sorry to cut. Sorry to cut you. That's what he comes in with. Like. <laughs> I got. I got your back, Jordan. Oh, I, 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 I actually think it comes up. That's it. He's, he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> sorry to cut you there, James. Sorry to cut you there, Turkish. <laughs> Before you go ahead, Turkish, let me just listen. We're used to it, man. We we love it. We love it. Listen, don't listen to the comments, Jordan. If you've got something to say, say it, man. You say it respectfully anyway. So. I don't actually think you even interrupt at all, right? anyway. But, you know. I'm sorry to cut you there, James, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'd finish saying my point, Lee, so don't worry. <laughs> All right, cool. Jokes out of the way. Comments of the day out of the way. But we love them people, so continue giving us your comments. And we are in the comment section post-production, and we are kind of engaging with you guys as well. We love it. So, like I said, continue getting them in. But I think the jokes and banter have got to stop. We've got to move on to considering we're five minutes in. The result, 2-0 against PSV. Um, like I said earlier, I predicted the loss, but I think... All of you guys predicted a draw, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. A win. I went for a Arsenal win. Okay. There you go. People think you're negative and you're the only one that went for the went for the Arsenal win. If I speak. What's slightly concerning is I, I went for the draw thinking we wouldn't go quite as strong as we did and we ended up going stronger and we lost. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a good trend. Um, let's start with Lee because Lee was out there. Um, Lee. What did you make of it all? Like you know, I could I could see the fans bouncing and 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 much is made of the PSV away crowd and how different they are playing at home to away. I, I watched Cecil's box to box and and mm. the PSV fan was very confident and you know looking back at the game you can see why he was confident. Um, what did yeah. you make of it out there? I, I I know you enjoyed the trip overall, but the result and the performance not so much. No, I think like you know I, I'm with James on this. I I weren't really like that confident going into the game. And to be honest, not that really bothered. I thought, oh, we'll get a point. That'd be enough. I didn't think it was going to be a great game. I, I watched them last week. I didn't think they was going to offer nothing. Did they play that well? I think they played okay. But we were absolutely awful. It was a horrendous performance. And um, a worrying performance, if I'll be honest, looking back at it now. Like, I didn't think it at the time. But James has said it, and a few of us were saying it on the way home, was... And, and the messages and everything like that I've been getting is we were strong. We went strong. I don't understand why we went strong now. My my problem with this is and what what worries me about going forward in these games and all that, and I'm not being critical or negative when I say these sort of things is, for me, if it had gone weak in this game and we were lost, we could have brushed it aside and gone, oh, we're weak. We, you know, I mean, we've made a lot of changes, but he didn't. And then he went with um, virtually, we finished that game, virtue of our strongest side. And that then made, made it look a little bit like we were desperate to try and get this result. 
um, because of the Chelsea game, the foreign where all the things that I felt that we was trying to look to do, it, it fell apart. You know, I, I think that what he should have done, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I said it in the early phone, like rest the main guys. You still got the job. You can still do the job against Zurich at home. I'd rather do it there, but I get what they tried to do, but it, it failed. It absolutely failed. And the performance level was unbelievable how poor it was. I do believe, and I'm not making excuses when I say this, is that you could see that they, they needed it more than us. You know, they needed to win that game. But one stage in that game, also Bodo were winning. So it was a real, it might have been, they've gone in at half time and saying, look, they're winning. We need to get, you know, that they come out. They, listen, if I be really honest about it, and let's be honest about it, PSV, you know, would probably get into the top eight, ten of, of, of the Premier League. They could have actually won by four, five, six nil. They were all over us at one stage. If it weren't for VAR, we, you know, I know that they're offside, but I'm, I'm just standing there going, we're going to get trounced here. And, and I'm looking at it and I'm seeing all that big play. Why he, at the end of it, we're two nil down. He's bringing on Ben White, Gabriel, and players like that. I, I just didn't understand it. I thought it was a, a worrying performance and a worrying um, management by by Arteta as well, where he went about. I just think it was a worrying, worrying night. And what, the only way that these worries and everything has got to be stopped now because uh, it is to win on Sunday. And the, and the other thing is, if you if you say something negative, that the Arsenal fans go, oh, they're straight into you about being positive. I've seen it on Twitter the other day, telling you how to support the club and all that. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's not nothing to be worried about in this game. And I agree with that because of, of what it is. We're still qualified. We're still yeah. where we want to go. But ultimately, you know, I am starting to, what I see on, on, on Thursday wasn't positive. Yeah, I mean, you, you've raised a, a few good points there. And I think it's best to start with the starting 11. Um, like we, we, you mentioned that it was a mix of first 11 players in terms of our Premier League set first 11. And then some of the players that you'd hope would be knocking on the door for, for a Premier League appearance or two in, in the coming weeks, considering the fixture schedule has piled up a little bit with the World Cup break coming in. Um, Jordan, let's start with the starting 11. <coughs> It depends on where you want to take it. Do you want to touch in on the first team players that you know you'd expect some more from in the starting eleven, or do you want to touch in on the fringe players that you'd expect some more from in the starting eleven? Well, I think I spoke about the lack of depth with players like Lakonga and Nketiah in the last couple of pods, and I think the level, in particular, of Lakonga and the drop off is quite is is is, is quite concerning for me. I actually disagree with James and Lee in the sense that. I actually wanted to go strong and I wanted to get the game won and wrapped up, um, get the group, uh, get the top of the group wrapped up ASAP. So the final game, we could put out a, you know, a weak side to prepare for the Chelsea game. And I kind of went against my own rule, which is looking too far ahead in, in, in that sense. But um, I, I agree with James that it's a little bit embarrassing that we did go strong and we still couldn't even get the point needed um, to, 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 to secure a top spot. We PSP PSP first of all are a very good team, as Lee said. Let's not make it like we lost to some, you know, third division Greek side. This is this is a this is a PSV are a decent European side. Um and I didn't I was surprised when they turned up at the Emirates and performed how they performed. I expected a lot more from them at the Emirates. Um that, that surprised me. I think that was the anomaly. What we saw away in Eindhoven, that is the real PSV. So we didn't lose to some shabby, crappy team, first of all. However, 
the team that we did pick should have been good enough to get a point. Definitely should have been good enough to get a point. And the fact, as you allude to there, Turkey, is that we did end up finishing the team, finishing the game with pretty much our strong team is a little bit of an indictment on, on our mentality. Because even though they're a good team, we should, still should have had enough to get at least a point. Do you know what I mean? And as Lee says, we, we could have lost that game 4-5. Let's, let's, let's be real. We could have got battered and maybe should have got battered in that game um, there on in. In terms of the, the, the gap between the, the the first eleven and and the second eleven, as I mentioned, I, I think there was a big there was a big big drop off there. But again, a bit like the Southampton draw, I'm not losing my head just yet. I think we have to pull ourselves together very very soon. I know we'll get to the Nottingham Forest game shortly, but I think we need to really kind of pull ourselves together, really drag ourselves in in this last five games between now and the World Cup to kind of pull it together because the great start we've had we've all been very very complimentary and praising of our preparation of the season but our start to the season as well we're in danger of that kind of falling apart if we don't pull it together very very soon so really disappointing uh, performance you you flagged that you wasn't surprised we lost because it, it, it kind of was coming but I'm not going to lose my head just yet we've still got a chance to kind of secure top spot the group is still in our hands, but the form and the performances are are a little bit concerning for sure. You, you, sorry, Jordan, you talk about not losing our heads. I, we do a podcast not once a month, right? We don't sit there once a month and then get a collective of results and then discuss it. We're going match by match. And quite frankly, the matches before this, the performances haven't been great or there have been concerns to them. So we've discussed them whilst obviously acknowledging the position we're in. Um, and now after this one and this defeat, there are there were reasons to be a little bit more concerned. Again, uh, someone on Twitter put it brilliantly. This is the third time we've dropped points this season. And it's the third time we've fallen from first to first, whether it be in the league or in this. So we all know that we're in a good position and we all know that we're happy with how the season's going. Park that aside and talking about the game for a second. There were quite a few things that I found a little bit concerning coming out of it. I found it very, very difficult to articulate on the full-time show. This is what I've just been typing in the background, so I can actually make my point as clearly as possible. But I was live on full-time, and I've never had this before. I was having an absolute nightmare trying to explain why we lost the game with quite a strong team, and yet I wanted Arteta to go weaker. Like, how does that make any sense? But I think I've been able to explain it here. So there are three main points. Firstly, what Lee touched on, they wanted it more. And that was always going to be the case because where our place was somewhat secured, you know, at least through to, you know, at least second place was, theirs wasn't. Bodo glimpsed a tricky away game. They were always going to want it more. That was always going to be the case. You can't do anything about it. Even if you do everything to motivate the team to want it as much as possible, they're just not going to want it as much as PSV. You can't replicate that. Second thing, he was always going to rotate a little bit. He was always going to probably wrestle Laconga Parse for Laconga. He was probably always going to bring in Eddie for Jesus, maybe bring in Holding, change the goalkeeper if he could, but okay, Turner wasn't available to play. I felt the only way we were actually going to go there and win and be convincing is if the full first 11 went out. So in my head, I'm a little bit like, well, if you can't put that whole 11 out, we're going to struggle anyway. And I'm kind of with Lee, like, at least rotate, and if we lose, all right, we lose. But at least you've had an eye on Sunday, and you've clearly prioritised that, but he didn't. But that's his decision. That's how he wanted to approach it. Fair enough. The third thing 
was that um, we only needed a point. Oh, I said that. We only needed a point where a second post was guaranteed and we had a second chance of Zurich um, and that we were always going to have an R Nottingham Forest. You cannot tell me that the performance levels we saw from some of the first teamers out there, uh, Saliba, uh, Martinelli, Tierney or Tomiyasu, was as good as what we've been seeing in the Premier League. It wasn't. Is it because they had a slight eye on the weekend? Maybe. And can you blame them if they did? I mean... Obviously, you want them to just be giving everything to the 90 minutes they're playing there and then. But they didn't look like they were playing that same intensity, nor did the whole team. We didn't press the same way. We weren't chasing and, you know, trying to force mistakes like we normally do. And I just think when you know you're going to get those certain things in performances anyway, I would have simply just rotated the 11, taken as many of those first teamers out and said, listen, job done pretty much in Europa, not fully, but 98% there. Let's just, you know, we're in such a good position in the league. Let's focus on that. And so I felt it was a missed opportunity to give some much needed rest to players. But you want to get it uh, sealed. I'm not going to go in too hard on a manager who ultimately wants to win games. I think that's a, a great mentality and a great attitude. But I think he misjudged this one slightly. And for anyone who's sitting there saying, oh, well, you think you know better than the manager? No, of course we don't. Of course we don't. But look at us all here. Three of us predicted that we probably wouldn't win. Okay, some predicted we'd get a draw, me included, which would have been enough. But no one's expecting a great night in Eindhoven, quite frankly. Um, and that's how it panned out. So, you know, it, it felt a little predictable. You know, this isn't, no one's overly surprised by this, especially with the, the way the performances have been going. So, yeah, we've got to dust ourselves down. It, it, was, it was a bad night. I think, like you said, it was coming. Um, And like you said, you know, it's the first time this season, I think the majority of the panel didn't predict the win. Um, Definitely the first time this season. Uh, You know, the way I look at it is, I expected some sort of drop points. I thought we'd lose the game and I was okay with that prior to the game. And I'm okay with it now in the Europa League because if we're going to lose a game and have to bounce back from it, then I'll take that loss in the Europa League after winning the first four games and then having Nottingham Forest next. Now, we're going to touch in on Forest and we're going to talk about maybe the the importance of that game and uh, and maybe how it's more important now considering our recent form and maybe to send a message to the rest of the league. But what I am disappointed by is that going into the season, I had some concerns. Like We had a good transfer window for sure, proactive for once. We actually got quality players in, we got some winners in and we improved the side. That is for sure. And that is credit to Mikel, to Edu. And if people want to, you know, go up from them and, and give more credit out, that, you know, that, that's all good. Yeah. I was worried about Xhaka in number eight. I think so far um, that worry has been kind of pushed to the side. Xhaka's improved performances and we know he's robust enough to last a 50 game season, whether he is playing week in, week out or not. So that that risk, that concern for me has been parked off to the side. The other two concerns I had is the lack of depth for Partey and Jesus in particular. Because, yes, we added depth to the left-back position. Yes, Ben White slotting in at right-back adds depth into that position. Saliba brings depth into the centre-back position. Vieira brings depth maybe to the forward line or, or, or older guard position. So, even in terms of depth, we improved the side. So, it's it's hard to dwell on the things we didn't do, especially considering because I'm not as hurt from this PSV loss as I would be on Sunday, we was to not win the game. A draw on Sunday against Forest would feel like a greater loss to me than PSV on Thursday. That's because of, you know, how we started and the fact now that 
Forest at home, they're bottom of the league. I don't really care that they beat Liverpool 1-0. Credit to them for beating Liverpool 1-0. But it's not often the, the, the teams in the lower end of the table win a couple big six games in a row. So I expect to go get the job done. But the concerns in that Partey position, in that Jesus position, haven't been parked off like they have been in Xhaka's position. And heading into a World Cup where Partey is definitely going to play a big part, it might only be three games, it might be four, it might be five, depending on how well Ghana do at the World Cup. And then you have Jesus, who probably will go. I'm not sure how much game time he'll get because Brazil have you know an abundance of options. But two of our key players are going to the World Cup and... You know, we don't know how they're going to come at the back end of it. And we've kind of seen in the Europa League that, especially in those two positions, because a couple of the names that have been mentioned, not only in Fancan, but today already, are the names that are, you know, the deputies in those positions. Eddie and Ketia being one. And as much as I've talked about Eddie and Ketia in the past, I also feel the club have let Jesus down and Eddie down in a sense, because we should have brought in a third striker. That's why Jesus is getting some of the pressure he's getting now. And that's why Eddie's getting the criticism he's getting because when we're seeing what we're seeing and there's a lack of goals and, and the drop-off in quality from Jesus to Eddie, we're putting it on them. When the reality is this club should have brought us another striker in a different mode that maybe gets chucked on, maybe it doesn't change the game, but we can understand that he is someone different and we have changed it up to try and maybe win the game or get back into it. At this moment in time, it's too similar with um, Jesus and Eddie. It doesn't really... It doesn't really change the game. A lot of our subs over the last three, four, five weeks haven't really changed the game. Whether we're in the lead, whether we're well, when you're in the lead, you don't necessarily have to change the game, but you shore it up. But whether we need a goal or we need, you know, to improve our performance level, the subs haven't really made an impact. And with Sambi Lokonga, I know there's an argument that he's an eight, you know. Um, I don't know how true that is. You know, it's, I don't know much about him prior to his Arsenal career. I don't think he plays much for Belgium. So I don't know where the eight, you know, is coming into it. Maybe that's just what people see in him. But from 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 a six to an eight, there's a difference in role. There's a difference in area on the pitch. But I haven't seen anything from Sambi in that six role to say he would be good in an eight role. And again, this is not all on Sambi because, Lee, I agree with you. I think in your fan cam, you said it's not just Sambi and Eddie. It was a team. Martinelli didn't play well. Um, to be honest, Tommy Asu and Tierney didn't have great games. Um, Rob Holden, Ramsdale was at fault for the second goal. So it's not just on, on those two. But I am looking at those two to knock on the door and, and provide some pressure and, and, and park off the concerns I had about a Partey or a Jesus injury this season. And, and so far... They haven't done that. Hence why I'm very hesitant to, to talk any more than top four. I'm saying top four, I'm sticking to that target because I know that the, the squad in certain areas is paper thin. And I worry about that in certain areas. And the Europa League group stages, as well as the League Cup, even though in the League Cup we've got Brighton, which will be a difficult tie. Um, usually in the League Cup, you can you know give these fringe players a chance to show themselves in the Europa League group stages. Those chances are coming to an end. We're heading into a World Cup than the business end of the season, a transfer window. So at this moment in time, out of the three concerns I had at the start of the season, credit to Granit Xhaka because he's parked one of those concerns off. But the Partey and Jesus drop off in quality in those two positions, that does concern me going in, going further into the season. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I, I do think there's I do think there's a difference 
I'm, I'm saying this isn't me saying Nketiah and Lokonga are good enough to come into the Premier League and maintain the levels as a striker or a six. Because I agree, I think Lokonga's an eight. And you're right, Turkish is more for just from what I see in his skill set. He just looks like he'd be more suited to that role. Um, and a little bit of what we saw in pre-season. But I do think there's a difference between can you rotate six, seven players and then those six, seven players who come in, you know, can help us stay at a level that we've seen in the Premier League. And actually, if you have the first 11 and you take Jesus out and add Nketiah in, you know, would we still see something similar? So take Forrest this weekend. You know, you really hope it doesn't happen. But let's say Jesus picks up a knock in the warm-up and, he, and, and Eddie's got to start. Am I drastically changing my score prediction for that game? Probably not. I still expect Arsenal to largely play in the same way against Forrest. And I still expect Eddie to actually have a good performance and contribute to that. Likewise, if Partey couldn't play and Lacongre had to start in the six, OK, but Jesus starts that game. Yeah, again, I, I'd still largely expect a similar performance or, 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 a, or at least a similarly convincing win. So I think when you change one or two of the pieces, like Vieira coming in against Brentford, the whole thing just still kept moving, didn't it? It was still the same. And it wasn't just Vieira. Tierney was in for Zinchenko in that game as well. And again, we kept playing the same way. In fact, that was probably our best away performance of the season. And I think when you change one or two, there are certain players, even the ones who are being criticised, who can actually keep the cogs moving. But it is when you change four, five, six that you just see it all kind of fall apart because the the inconsistent are depending on the inconsistent. The ones who haven't had game time, the rusty players, are looking to each other to kind of help themselves through it. And we've actually seen that a few times over Arteta's um time at Arsenal, but I won't go into all the examples. And that's where I think the difference is. So I understand the the debate around squad depth, but I do think it's slightly different when you're talking about wholesale changes in cup games that ultimately don't matter as much. Well, to be honest with you, certainly before you go, but the the Nottingham Forest game on Sunday should be the Premier League game that Sambi can start. Eddie should start. This should be the game they should be able to start off the back of good Europa League performances. But because... Because we fucked up in the Europa League, now Zurich is a more important game. And then after Zurich, we've got Chelsea away. So I'm assuming for Nottingham Forest, we go back to full strength starting 11 that we're used to. Where, you know, looking at the squad going in, you would have hoped that Nottingham Forest at home, bottom of the league, would be the chance for the, the Europa League players to get their, you know, limelight in the league. Sorry, Lee. No, that's a great point because that's the point I was going to make. This 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 um Europa League... um. And, and and Premier League, I think it's caused us a few problems because what it's doing is the Europa League is a completely different team and attitude to the one that's playing in the Premier League. So, for instance, beginning of the season, you had, um, I thought, um, when Eddie played in, in, in pre-season, done really well. Why? Martinelli was playing for his place. So was every other player in the team, was still playing for their place, trying to cement their place. Now they know their place. They know that Martinelli knows, don't matter how well or how bad he plays against uh, PSV, he's playing on Sat Sunday, same as all of them do. So the, the drop off is slightly there. Now that's why I'm not going to criticise Eddie. I'm not going to criticise um, uh, uh, Lakonga too much in these games because it doesn't matter if Eddie scored seven goals. Yes, if Arsenal beat PSV seven one, yes on on Thursday night, who plays? Does Eddie does that say we're going to leave Jesus out on Sunday and, and Eddie's going to play? No, it don't. So that's a really so good point. Play- these players know that. So they know that they're not going to be playing. They know they're not going to be starting. They know what they're doing. 
And what happens is that they're, they're, the, the, the drop off of the the regular player is there. Look, I played in I played in uh, when I played a uh, semi pro. We're playing the county cup, and in the county cup they'd play squad players, right? You know, and if he was playing, you your level would drop. It's it's a natural human nature. Your level drop because you know it's not as important as Saturday, and you don't want to go into a game and get injured and be out on a set. And also, I, I still think this is a, a relevant point. You don't want to get injured in a game like that, and which is a nothing game to a certain degree, and then l- lose your World Cup place and be injured and things like that. So all these things are going on in their mind. Also, I, I do think that people like Rob Holding. You get a fantastic performance out of him nine times out of ten because he knows his job. He knows he's not going to play at the weekend. That's where I think we've missed um, El Nenny a lot in this in, in this um, time as well because El Nenny, you know, would be playing as well. And and also Smith Rowe coming into to the equation. Also Shinchenko, when's he going to come back? He's been out for a very very long while now. So the rotation isn't a rotation so much like. So you've got say like someone like Tierney or Tommy Asu playing that they're going to have to play on. On Sunday, so they're not one in their mind. Oh, I don't really want to get injured. But if you've got your your your, your five, six, seven regular guys there, you know that's going to happen. And I do think it is an, an effect. And I do feel that a little bit sorry for someone like Eddie that that's being. I I, I think being scapegoated. Yes, he missed a chance yesterday. Yeah, he didn't play particularly well. Like you know, what I mean, um, and that. But obviously, you know, when when Jesus plays, yeah, he's got. Saka and Martinelli firing alongside him. You know what I mean? Doing everything they can. When when Eddie plays up there, he's got Vieira trying to make his way into the team. Like you know what I mean? Like he's got a, like a, a Martinelli that's not that that really that bothered whether he whether he plays well or not. You could listen. I'm a massive massive fan of Martinelli. Don't get me wrong and all that. Like, but he he didn't want to know on on Thursday, and I get that because we we as fans went there on Thursday thinking. I actually predicted a real weak side going over there saying, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to see... You know, you had fans, guys, that spent a lot of money going over that to that, to that oh, game yeah. yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, airfares and all that. All turning around and saying, don't want to see Jesus, don't want to see party. So the fans were accepting of it. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, so if the fans are thinking the same, so are the players. I think that's Can a I ask... Um, I, I think you made some great points there, Lee. Um, I'm asking this as a question. I'm not presenting it as a genuine, like, I definitely think this. But I asked it in the starting eleven show before PSV. Does Arteta have a little bit of a history of... Okay, sorry, not a history. No, let me reword that. Is Arteta basically not the best with rotation, is what I was going to ask. I could remember when we went out to Southampton... Um, Two years ago, I don't know people were going, really, you're going all the way back then. But I remember that's when I kind of first noticed it. We went out to Southampton, the FA Cup, and we weren't doing well in the league. And he rotated quite heavily in that cup game. And we had this right-hand side that was all players out of form. We ended up going out, beating them a couple of days later in the league 3-1. And, and I, I was really kind of surprised by the way he decided to manage those two games. Listen, and and, and again, with the obvious caveats of he'll know what the medical departments are saying, he'll know his team's better, he'll know everything, I get that. But I just wonder whether there's just been a few occasions or actually he's, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, maybe misread or misunderstood, uh, or not misunderstood, uh, put too much kind of 
belief in certain games or put too much in some, some games and not enough in others. And if I see the Arsenal players looking really tired against Forest, it would just be so frustrating. If we get to the 65th minute and we lose control and Forest come into it and, you know, we're defending a 1-0 lead for our lives, well, I'll look back at that PSV game and think, what, why? You know, that... And I don't think that's unfair of me, to be honest. I don't Does anyone else feel that way a little bit? Or am I clutching at straws? Jordan, you haven't interrupted in a while. <laughs> I haven't, Turkish. I'm glad you noticed. Um, <laughs> he was waiting for the invite, I'm waiting my turn. I'm, I'm a change, change man. Um, um, I think you've been Help a me, little Jordan. bit... I think you've been a little harsh. I think there are examples where you could definitely flag examples where rotation has presented some bizarre decisions. I remember that week or 10 days, whatever it was, you're talking about. And I actually was one of the few people that actually understood what he was doing. He was prioritising the league game over the over the over the the cup game now i think the argument was we had enough to win both he didn't have to pick either or um but i think he was vindicated to a degree with the league win afterwards um by the selection that he picked in the cup game so i think that you were the whole as well sorry was he because we finished eighth you know that in the end in in the end we finished eighth yeah but I think at the time it was we was still on track to, you know, it, it, it was a push for, for for a lot higher than that, as I, as I remember it. I, I could be no, wrong. We, we were la- we were lingering we were in like tenth to twelfth. I think that was yeah, the was disappointment. It was it was another one. And sorry, guys, I know people watching this might be thinking, "Are you kidding me? You're criticizing for something two years ago." But it was just no, another relevant, example. Yeah, it, it was just it was just, sorry. Now I'm interrupting you. How, how rude of me. Yeah, you are. Sorry. It just sorry. I just. <laughs> It just it just reminded me of, you know, a similar kind of like, I was surprised by his priorities, and and two years on, I'm again a little surprised by his priorities. But I, but I think with that one, there's a legitimate argument to say we were the cup holders. I think we were that that year. We were, yeah. Why did he relinquish the cup so so readily? I think he wanted to kind of prioritize the league game, but this time there was a logic. The logic was, I, I, I think, wrap up the top spot ASAP and get out of there. Now, it's backfired and it failed completely. It looks a bit embarrassing. You go with your strong team and you still lose. But at least this time, there was a logic for going with your strong team. I yeah, understand why he went strong against against PSV. And it that, just didn't work out. Go, that, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Do that then. Do that then. Go all in. You play in Partey, you play in Ramsdale, yeah. you play the whole full team, and then you say, right, well, job well done, right? Lukonga, you're playing now uh, in the Premier League game against Nottingham Forest. Mm. You're getting the rest uh, um Partey, and you're getting the rest of Zeus, and that's how it works. He didn't. He didn't do that. And that's where I, I, I'm a little bit... So, so realistically, he, he still put out a strong side, but it wasn't... the. the we you know, knew like, it was weakened enough to the point where we couldn't feel confident in it. Yeah, that, like you know, yeah, exactly. And also, you you've got that thing where you've got players. I I, I say this now: if he brings out that team, yeah, and he says, right, blah 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 blah, blah front three of Jesus. Now it might get criticised. It might get criticised by by the fans. Doesn't matter. That's as a manager, you have to you know go with that lot. But I guarantee you, then, right, Martinelli's not going to think well. All right, I'll save myself for for um, 
for, for, for Sunday. I might not be in on Sunday. So I've got to play really well again today to make sure that I'm in because he's going to maybe rotate one or two and I don't want to be rotated. And and, and that's, that's, that's the attitude that it, it would be, you know. I looked at it and I thought, oh, well, you know, oh, it's gone strong and all that like, yeah. He's gone really strong. Ramsdale's in game. Once it's all about an half hour late, you found out that, oh, no. Ramsdale's only in, in because Turner was ill or injured. You, do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't that he put Ramsdale in to get the three the, the three points. It was the reason that he played him was because he was injured. And there's a different mentality to saying, right, I'm playing my strongest squad here. We are coming here to get the point we needed and we're we're sort out Sunday when we sort out Sunday. But I think I think the point you make is uh, is key. I think the squad that he picked or the team that he picked, let's not forget, we didn't need to win the game. The team no. that he picked was good enough on paper to get a point. But I think your initial point at the start of the podcast is the most relevant one in terms of motivation. They had a bigger motivation yeah. to perform well than, 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 than we did. I, I, I didn't have an issue with the team he picked personally because it was only a point. If, if we had to win the game, then that team he picked was, was, was never going to win that game. But it was good enough to get a point. And I think that's what's disappointing. They couldn't even get a point, even with less motivation than than, so, than, than so my PSV. My big argument about this, and this is my big argument on, on this, right? I I didn't care about Thursday's game. That's why I've not caught the ump with it and all that lot. Because if you cannot beat Zurich at home on the last day, it's like. But there's people going, "Oh, what about Chelsea?" Well, don't, don't worry about Chelsea yeah, at this yeah, moment yeah. in time. Yeah. You yeah. you had enough. You could have rested everybody on 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 Thursday. Right, none of them had to play. Lose that game, and then just go Thursday, and you know, win on Sunday, Thursday, and 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 and, and then go for Sunday. I, I just think it was a perfect opportunity to give everybody a rest, and you know, and 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 you know, for me, Marquinhos has done really well when he's come, but well, I haven't seen him for, for for three or four games since then. Like you know, what I mean, now I think he would have put in a better. I'm not saying a better performance than than Martinelli, but he would have put his body on the line. He would have worked a lot harder, you know what I mean? Like, because he's trying to prove a point. And I think that that's, we, we just, I think we're... Well, so there's something interesting that, oh, I'm interrupting you again, Jordan. I'm so sorry. You are, Please. bloody hell, man. Sorry. Just a, just a super quick point before you come in, come in there, James. Lee, you've done coaching. I often hear coaches say the best way for players to get back on form is not to take them out, it's to play. You play yeah. your way back into form. So is there something in this where maybe we know with the last three weeks, we've not been playing particularly well performance wise. Maybe Arteta thought, we need to get back some form rather than resting players. Because I'm with Robbie on this one a little bit. I'm not fully buying the whole fatigue thing. So the best way to get back into form is to play some of my big boys. And that's where we're going to, do you know what I mean? Exactly that. But you're not playing the one that's the key. Who's the one that needs a goal more than anybody in the team at the moment? Yeah. doesn't yeah. play him so yeah. so that theory doesn't work see mm. so and players players ain't stupid Jordan they know this you know what I mean like like for instance like you, you go into a game right and I, I've had it myself you know what I mean when I played I can only relate to when I'm playing you know you're playing against a team that's a league below and all that like and they say I'm leaving you out today like you know what I mean I'm bringing in so and so right yeah and if you're coming in you know that that next game you ain't playing again mm. you know you know, and then like, say if I'm in that team, you think to yourself, well, I've got a big game on Saturday. You know, we're, we're playing Bournemouth away in front of like four or five hundred fans. I want to be in that one. I don't want to be, I'm playing in front of 
a man and his dog today, like, do you know what I mean? I don't want to get injured today. So my performance level drops. Automatically, it drops, right? And that's what happened with Martinelli. That's why I'm not going in on Martinelli, not going in on, on, on these guys, because they're... They, they, you know, Shaka has been absolutely. I know you can't name him, but like Shaka has been outstanding all this season. He was poor. He was poor on uh, Thursday. Why? Why was he so poor on Thursday? When maybe, he's been maybe superb an eye every on. game. Maybe because an eye on. You know, because yeah, because he's just just come slightly off the boil. You know what I mean? Like that 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 is the reason. Like you know. And listen, it's a difficult job to try and get knowing that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, for instance, Saliba's sitting there, like, you know what I mean? Like, but do you think do you think Gabriel has burst into the to um I'm just picking on Gabriel like, has he burst into the to the uh, dressing room and gone uh, or, or the manager's office saying, Why aren't I playing today? Why I'm not playing? I bet he's having a laugh and a joke sitting on the bench, you know what I mean, and having a little bit because he knows. He's going to be playing in the next game. He's not been dropped. But if you've been dropped, you've got a different mentality. Mm. Different mentality. Mind you know what I mean? Like That's all I'm saying. It's a very, very difficult situation for Azure. That's why I'm not criticising him. It's very, very difficult. I understand that. But ultimately, if you're going to, if you're going to rest players, there's a, a fine line between how many you do it and, and whatever. He got it wrong on, on um, Thursday. And do you know what made it more worse? He got it wrong. And then what he done was by bringing on Gabriel, bringing on Jesus, Jesus, bringing on Ben White, bringing on Partey, he put a big black line under it saying, do you know what? I've got this wrong. Well, you know, I, I don't think the stuff. subs were... I think the subs... I don't think he needed to bring them on, but I understand no, he was trying no, to salvage so like, the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly that. Just go, oh, well. But I think yeah. it was a little bit of... Inexperience, if should I say that about European football, because he's not done a lot of European football. You know, rotating and it's easy. Last season, you just play your winning team, winning team, winning team. There's always that thing. Don't change your winning team. It's a lot easier to do. But ultimately, this time around, he's got to make changes. It's difficult. Is it, is just to be slightly fair to Mikel Arteta, unless he wins the game, is is this a bit of a lose lose for him? Because mm. as we've as we've all said. We could have got pumped four, five, six nil to take one of Lee's phrases there. We could have got battered. If, if when it was looking like we were going to get battered, he's obviously brought on those big guns to think, okay, the game's gone, but let's not get out of here with a four, five. Yeah, so, no, it's a fair point. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If he hadn't have brought on those big guns, if we lose four or five, we're all sitting here saying, bloody hell, we, <laughs> the morale in the yeah. has just been blown to bits. And, and actually, th- there were two points coming off what Lee said that I wanted to touch on. Firstly, uh, I didn't realise you used to be a coach, so I'm very sorry to anyone who had to endure that. Um, secondly, um, I, you know, I do wonder whether... I mean, can you imagine... You wouldn't have lost two minutes, James. You wouldn't have no, I know. I'd have been called a wanker. Oh, see, I'm being nice today, Lee. I'm being nice to you today. It's James has been, 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 been mean. I could imagine sort of head first in the ice bucket. You the guy, <laughs> yeah. You're up front, you tosser. So, oh, great, thanks, coach. Looking forward to it. Um, bring your tracksuit, son. And your we, yeah. You're gonna sit there and freeze, mate. Um, the, the, the second point, um, we're probably, in fact, definitely focusing too much on our tether. In that, I think we're absolutely right with, with our um at least our thoughts and our criticism and our takeaways, but, you know, the players as well, I think we're almost giving them a little bit too much of a pass for, you know, once you're picked by the manager, he is expecting a level of performance out of you. 
So while I think we're sympathising on the it's a long season, you've got the World Cup, you've got the next game, you've got, you know, this game, it's hard to get as motivated as PSV. I think we're kind of giving them all the passes. If Arteta's picked you, you go out there and you give everything. It, whatever game it is. Martinelli, you know, Arteta's not picked Martinelli. and It seems to be him, but Xhaka, Tomiyasu, Tin, whoever. Ramsdale was poor. You know, Arteta's yeah. not picked them and gone, listen, guys, kind of give me 70% and that should be enough to get over the line. He's not saying that. We've seen in the documentary. He, he's getting into these players. Remember what he said um, at half time when we were 2-1 up against Sunderland in the Carabao Cup? Mm. You know, Carabao Cup quarters. He doesn't. He wants to win every game and he wants to win them well. So I think for everything we've just said, I do actually want to just highlight that because credit to him. He's got a winning mentality. He's got a high demand. He, he wants to win every game. He wants, he demands a certain level. Now, maybe we kind of all think from what we've seen the last four or five years that there's only so much we can expect. Hence, maybe the desire for rotation, but maybe he's trying to set some standards that even we're not even used to. So I'll give him credit for that. And the, and the players needed to step up more. That is for sure. You know, they, they did not cover themselves in glory. And, and they owe the manager a big performance on Sunday as well. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything that's been said. And considering the time, and we're going to, you know, move on to Nottingham Forest. There's one thing I disagreed with, and, and I, it was what Lee started with when he said that it doesn't matter if Eddie scored seven goals or not. To be honest with you, I think it does. I think, you know, if Eddie scored a couple goals or if Sambi was safe in possession, if he broke the lines well, if he was crisper with his passing. I think, you know, when, when you look at some of the performances in the starting eleven of some players, for example, Martinelli hasn't really been the Martinelli we saw in the last three, four games that we saw in the first maybe maybe 10, 11. So if, if Eddie banged in two against PSV, you, you might see Eddie up top against Forrest with Jesus on the left. Or I, I think Arteta's... I think Arteta's shown to be a manager that, that that does give chances off the back of good credit, um, especially when you look at Eddie at the end of last season. But I also agree with you in the sense that these first-team players need to be showing more and maybe one eye on the more important game in the Premier League on the weekend might be the reason for the all-round drop-off from, from the starting eleven against PSV. But... I think off the back of off the back of a loss in the Europa League or, or a loss in general, there's no better there's no better fixture to have than a home game. Sorry, I've done I've done if that's sorry, that's my first one to sorry, 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 I was trying. Wasn't even subtle that one. He's got his face in the screen like I did, I did, I did, I did. Just before you move on. Just to your point about um, the more slightly more important game, I'm not so sure we're at the point, Arsenal. We've had a great start. We're trying to instill a culture of, of winning and, and, and being champions. And although I get the logic behind Forest being a more important game than the PSV match, I don't think we can look at it like that. I think we have to look at every game as a must win until we get to a point whereby we have almost two 11s where we can say, okay, that game is more important than that game. I, I, I think we have to, we haven't got the luxury almost of being able to kind of say said well, yeah. game is more important than said game in our evolution of trying to become a champion winning team. Man City can do that. I'm not sure we have the, I, I, know, I know what you mean. And although we've, we've qualified from our group, on paper, I'd rather get three points against Forest than I would against PSV. 
But I hope that internally they're not looking at it. I hope they're looking at it like we have to win every single game. Yeah, James's point about our touchdown mentality of even if we're 10 points clear at the top of the table, win. You know why? Because that's what Pep would do. Pep's not having any priority. Pep, every game is a must win. So I'm not the clock didn't disagreeing with you. God. The clock for a long time clearly prioritised. That's true. The league, that's true. That is true. That is we, true. we have to do that. that. We have to do that. Like every <laughs> game out now, the, pulled out his headphones. <laughs> every Sorry, game now, every okay. game now is a must win. It didn't. It was that PSV game. Can we get this? Get this. Uh, PSV was not a must win game, right? We could have afforded to draw it. It ain't the end of the world if we lose it. All of a sudden now, Zurich is a must win game. Sunday is a must-win game, right? The only game that we've got now to the end of the season that maybe is not a must-win game is Brighton if you're not looking to prioritise the League Cup. Otherwise, every game is must-win now. But PSV was was must-win. I know it wasn't must-win to get out of the group, but I think and what, and the point I'm making is he needs You've to instill it in mentality. We've still got what, the safety net as we, we, we do, but I think he has to instill it into the mentality that every I game agree. is must-win. Even if we're qualified, even if we're top, Every game, yeah, is but it ain't, it's still, it's still that mental. I know, thing. I know, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I know, I know. That's all I'm saying. Know, you know, I, know. What I mean, like it, there is a different side of it, and I agree with you. You've got, it's, but it's very, very hard to say that every game and say, you know, what I mean, like it, when you know it's not as a player, you know it's not. You knew on on Thursday as know, fans, we knew it wasn't. I know. You know, I know, I know like, yeah. Look, I tell you what's a great point there. What Turkish? He is one of the most miserable blokes I know. When Arsenal lose. No, he is. I'm like it as well. What was the first thing he turned around and said on the show? Wasn't that bothered we lost this game? Why? Because it didn't matter as much. Mm. You know, he actually said, if we draw against Nottingham Forest, I'll be more and more annoyed. Why? Because it means more. So that is the fan's attitude from a from a fan that's very, very... Miserable. Um, miserable, yeah. Let's just say, miserable life. And I'm the same. Exactly the same. I said, like, I don't care. As long as we as long as we win on Sunday, this doesn't matter. If we lose Sunday, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the ump for Sunday, but I'm gonna also have a little bit of a the ump on the back of this one as well. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you know Sunday is a must win, guys. It's got to be we've got to win. And they all be forgotten. All be forgotten. On Sunday, um, I, you know, no one really knocked on the door from that Thursday night performance. So what I'm going to ask is maybe a conversation we've been having over the last two two weeks or two game weeks in the Premier League. Last week, Tommy Asu's selection at left-back, um, you know, it, it, it caused some noise again. Listen, on Tommy Asu's performance, I think when you look at Ward-Prowse's deliveries into the box and some of the corners they had, I think Tommy Asu helped us. A lot defensively, aerially, um, physically, in, in ensuring we don't concede from them. But at the same time, you know, when Tierney came on, you could see um, another facet to our attack and him kind of helping us transition the ball and cause more problems. Now, this Sunday against Forest, like I said, no one's really knocked on the door in terms of fringe players from the Europa League. But what do we do with that position? Because I guess that is the position that. It's probably most up for debate. I assume we're all going to go Jesus up top, Saka right, Martinelli left. You're going to have Odegaard. You're going to have um, Xhaka in the eight, Partey in the six. You're going to have Saliba, Gabriel, Ben White right back, Ramsdale in goal. So I think the left back is the only real position where, 
you know there is maybe a debate jordan would would you would you go with uh yeah i i would use this game as like almost a marker of a quarter into the season and i would reset let's go back to what was working at the start of the season so i would go back to um i know he started with zinchenko but he's not out but i would go back to um, a left back playing at left back, and you know Tommy is my guy, and I think he's done an okay job um, at left back. I would go back to Tierney and just use this as almost like, a, okay, we've had a really, really difficult two or three weeks. Let's just stop. Let's pause. We have a nice game on Sunday. Let's go back to putting you know round pegs in round holes. Let's let's just kind of keep it simple. Go back to basics, um, and and let's let's go back to where we were four or five weeks ago so in that sense i would go i would go um uh with, with, with tierney's a left back i've got a question i want to ask you guys as well but i'll let the other guys answer your go question ahead. first go ahead. i was no, gonna go ask ahead. i was just gonna ask you guys and i think i know the answer to this but is performance important or is it just win if we yeah, win but it's a poor performance is that is that is that relevant or is it just as long as we win get three points that's all we care about performance is performance Performances give you more hope and belief that you're headed in the right direction. Results matter come May when you look back at what you've achieved. I don't think we'd care much how we achieved it if those results bring us a title or bring us a, a cup or bring us top four. But the performances when you're in the moment is what gives you the hope that come May, you're going to be in a good position. Not necessarily. It's like Tottenham right now. Tottenham are pretty much getting their results. Yes, they, you know, they've had a couple of losses. It's their best start to the season. There's a lot of, you know, nervousness. There's a lot of, you know, questions about Conte. But come May, if Conte delivers them top four and the FA Cup trophy with this level of performance, they ain't going to give a shit. But that's the key. Is, is, is this level of performance sustainable? Can Spurs blag their way or bore their way to a Probably top four not. title? So to, to you, Lee, as well, if, if we do this podcast next week, and we have scraped a 1-0 win in the 88th minute, are we thinking, okay, cool, we're back, you know, we've got the win, that's what that matters, yeah. or do we need to actually kind of get, get a performance and a win? I think when you're playing against the lower teams, it's a difficult situation sometimes to get a performance because it's like they all drop in and all that. A little bit like what PSV done last week, you know I mean? We, we sort mm. of clear, we don't mm. really see what, what, if it was a great performance or not. And when you look back on it, it probably was better than what we actually thought it was, but we won. I think yeah. against Forest, it's about getting the, just getting the job done. Just getting the job done. But when we play Chelsea in a couple of weeks, I think we need a performance because you're not necessarily guaranteed the result. When I look at games like when we're playing at the bottom, you're actually looking like the expectation is like Nottingham Forest, bottom league, you should get the result. So if you play really well and draw 2-2, two, two, you're not going to be happy. So you take it. But like when you play top 10, like for instance, we played Man United, you can take consolation out of losing the game but performing well. And you think, well, that can take us further into it. With Tottenham at the moment, when they when they get beaten by the better teams, they're not performing neither. So there's a little bit of a difference. But I took comfort out of us losing to Man United through our performance. I didn't take a lot of comfort out of our, def our draw with the second half performance against um, Southampton. But I did in the first half. We played really, really well in the first half. And I think people are sort of brushing over that light. You know what I mean? And I expect yeah. Arsenal to win tomorrow. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, Sunday, yeah. I expect Arsenal to win, but I don't expect it's going to be a, a, a free flame performance. I don't, but I do expect us to win. 
Yeah, the, the performances matter, but we've seen trends this season of it. You know, so the Tottenham example you mentioned is a good one to actually forget they're our rivals and actually let's just look at them kind of that our arsehole hats on. You know, they weren't performing that well and there was some conversation around they're winning games, but are they, you know, performing particularly brilliantly? And what it's left them is poor performances at Old Trafford, the bridge at the Emirates, really poor, and they got a, a lucky point at the bridge, but they weren't competitive, you know, in the other two games at all, and they really should have been. Um, and it's left them in a sticky situation in the group for the Champions League. Okay, they, they, I think they'll make it through. But, you know, it, 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 it's kind of reflecting that on the other side with Arsenal, we, it goes back to the whole pre-season thing. Does pre-season matter? We performed so well in pre-season. It then carried on into our performances at the start of the league season. We performed well at Old Trafford, but we lost. But was that followed up by, I think, four or five Premier League wins on the bounce after that? So it does. It, it, yeah, performances do matter. But from what I need to see this Sunday, we don't need to be playing, you know, prime Barcelona tick-attack of football and a 5-0 win. We can win 2-0 and be comfortable and in control and never look particularly, you know, bothered by, by Forrest. And that's still a good performance. So, you know, I, I acknowledge that October has been busier than ever. And, you know, some good points have been, you know, flying around social media about look at City. They've only won one of their last four, for example. Look at other teams. I think it's only Chelsea have had quite as good an October, if not better October than us. I think everyone else has sort of had their moments throughout the month and, and put up a fairly inconsistent set of results out of the eight or nine games they've played. Um, so we don't need to be we don't need to be dazzling on Sunday, but we need to just be. Clearly the better team, in control, clearly have more chances and clear winners. You know, that's, that's, I don't think that's too much to ask. Resend them. When we went into that Palace game, I don't know if you remember, James, but I said, listen, it's about sending a message to the rest of the league as well. And I think we're back at that point now where a lull in performance levels maybe have, have opened the eyes and ears of, of, of the, you know, the rest around us. Not necessarily Man City, you know, I expect them to go ahead and win the title, but... The other ones that thought, are Arsenal, you know, serious this year or not? I think Nottingham Forest is a chance for us to reassert whether we are serious or not. Um, I, I get what Lee's saying. It's going to be a difficult one. Um, about three, four, potentially five goals sends a clear message that, listen, we're, we're, you know, the, the, that lulling performances were back to what you saw from us at the start of the season. I'm going to bring up the table. Like I mentioned earlier, I was the only one to get a point from the PSV result. Um, so there is the table now. You've mentioned that a few times now, Turkish, but yeah, yeah that's what yeah. yeah, I'm starting to open up. The cream starting to get to the top, Turkish. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Breaking away from Jordan there for the people <laughs> listening on audio platform. Lee is at the top 16 games played, he's got 15 points. James has got 14 points. I've got 13 points, and Jordan at the bottom there with 11 points. Something he's all right, all right. No, no, no need to add the bottom bit. I mean, we, we get it. There's four of us, and like, you name, name me fourth. So obviously, I'm bottom Turkish. Well, I said and that Jordan, <laughs> and Jordan is last. Absolutely, yeah. last. There's four yep. of us, and I'm naming Jordan fourth. So yeah, out of four, a... he's four. <laughs> yeah, so I'm top four, mate. I'll take that. You know, top four, you know? just it. Of all the points tallies, <laughs> his is the worst in four. In case you get it, be honest. It's a World Cup group, and there would be going home, wouldn't they? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or to the Premier League, 
I'm getting Champions League football. Yeah, you can look you know at it. Like like. so, These are comments what you actually think of below, like, you know what I mean? Like, is he out or is he in? Is he out of the World Cup at the group stage or is he in the Champions League? Which one there is you go. Jordan <laughs> on the way to Champions League. <laughs> in, in last. <laughs> go on, Lee, heading back to you as your top of the table. You uh, kick us off with the predictions. Arsenal, Forest. I, I'm going to go, um, I, I, as I say, like, I, I don't think it's going to be a goal fest this one night. Arsenal 2, Forest 0. 2-0, Arsenal. James, your second. No, that was going to be my one. Um, I'm okay. going for as well. 6-0, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arsenal. <laughs> thing is, is it too early to start tactically thinking about overtake? Like, surely it's go with what you think. And then at the end of the season... You start yeah, going with each other. You're not familiar with this this territory. You're going to be <laughs> listen. Me and me and Turkish have won this, so we'll tell you. You know, we we'll give you a little bit of advice because we're winners. You know what I mean? Like towards the end, you go tactical. Not now. There's a little bit of okay. advice. For you. I'm going to do the opposite to what you said. Um, <laughs> I'm going three that one. Is why you will not be getting a shirt at the end of the season, James. Like, that's why I'm worried about. Turkey. Oh, trust me. If I win that shirt, you, you you won't want to see your bank account. If I win that shirt, I'll get some some extra platinum edition. Making up the numbers. Platinum edition away kit signed by all the players and Arsene Wenger and everyone else who's ever been involved at the club, framed in a gold-plated, lovely, you know. A, a, a whatever, A3, A2 frame hanging right here. Actually, I'll put it there so you can see it. We'll put it by your fluffy pillar so if it falls down, it won't hurt your head. <laughs> yeah, and then when it falls, I'll cuddle it in the night. I think, oh, Lee bought this for me. How nice. How nice. He's not eaten or had anything to drink for days, but he's bought this lovely top that I won the Forever Arsenal Podcast League. That was me for two weeks. So you've gone from... Copying Lee's 2-0 to predicting 3-1, James. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I'm being tactical early. Oh, well. I'll go for it. Hey, you, you've taken my score. I've gone 3-1 as well. Um, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to say 3-1. Tempted to say 4, but I'm going to say 3. Jordan? I don't think it'll be a goal fest either. I think I don't think you bounce into form. I think we've, I think we've been for, for a few weeks now. I, just, I don't think you just turn it on like that. I think we will just win, but I think it'll be a horrible game. Sorry, Lee, I'm, I'm going 2-0 as well. Sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, sorry. I avoided the Jordan curse. <laughs> Come on, what a result. Oh, my sorry. God. Sorry, mate. Yes, this is oh, genius. Well, well, congratulations, James. And, uh, <laughs> it's either a 3-1 or whatever. Um, was it 3-1 or 3 What did you go for? They both got 3-1. Both went 3-1. 3-1. It's a guaranteed free one. Oh, <laughs> this is. It's 3-0 with a minute ago. Like, I'll be desperate for a penalty. I can see it now. I can see it now. Like, you know, we're Arsenal winning 2 0 with 10 seconds to go. Like, you know what I mean? And, and Martinelli goes through and smashes it in at the top corner. And I'm gonna come to you to uh Jordan. I'm coming for you, like, you know. <laughs> Uh, I people. had in my head 2 0 before. Everybody's before, cheering and um, they'll be going, What are you cheering for? I'll go, Jordan's yeah. done it again. Can I just flag as well? Did, did we see Edison's pass last week? Is this it? <laughs> just want to 
Just want to make sure we all yeah. see that. Will, yeah. <laughs> fantastic, wasn't it? Like, it was fantastic. <laughs> Put him on mute, will you? Just want to say. Uh, cool. We're going to wrap it up there, lads. Um, as you heard, people, Lee's gone 2-0. James has gone 3-1. I've gone 3-1. And Jordan's gone 2-0. We're all back to predicting Arsenal wins. Hopefully, Arsenal right. follow up with a win and a performance like we emphasise the performances do matter hope you guys have enjoyed another forever arsenal podcast continue getting your comments in you know we go through the comments and we have the comments of the show comments of the day so hope you guys enjoy that hit the like button and make sure you subscribe to everyone here that's got a channel my one's turkish ldn james has got james ba- was it james bayless or james b just james b <clears throat> just b. and lee Can't judges <laughs> and me judges tv nominated for some awards at the fcas as well so make sure you guys subscribe <laughs> and catch jordan everywhere here talk sport channel four where everywhere, man. jordan that's the that's yeah. the fair question but people hit the like button love for the lovers always and we'll be back after forest just before that zurich game peace we are sports social podcast network <laughs>